Hello, and welcome to the Gospel Everyday Podcast, following along with the Mariner's Church annual read. There is unlimited grace for us today, no matter what happens, because of who Jesus is and what he has done. I'm Kyle Costello, and I will be your host for today. Well, if you've been following along with us, you know that right now where we're at in our reading, um, we're looking at how the Proverbs um, talk about the seven deadly sins. And if you haven't been following along and today is your first day, that's okay too, because you do not have to have any prior experience with this. But today we're going to be talking about envy, and I'm going to be reading specifically from Proverbs 14.30. It says this, A heart at peace gives life to the body, but envy rots the bones. Let me read that again. A heart at peace gives life to the body, but envy rots the bones. Where's your heart today? Would you say that it's at peace? Would you say that you um, feel calm and at peace, or is there some anxiousness there? See, when we start to talk about envy, especially in our world, a lot of times we don't realize that our, our world, all, our culture is inviting us to envy all of the time. You can open your computer and look at ads on the internet, uh, turn on your television, have your radio on in the car, and you're constantly being invited to envy. Envy what other people have and envy how it's made them happy so that you go out and you purchase it. Guys, in a lot of ways, our culture and our world is fueled by envy. A lot of people will tell you that's why there's so much anxiety in our world today. The scriptures are clear, though. It says a heart at peace, that's actually what gives life to the body. Not that new computer, not that new car, not that perfect house, but a heart at peace. So how do we get that heart at peace? Well, first, we have to look at what envy specifically is. And Tim and Kathy Keller do a really good job of kind of defining it um, down in the reading today, where it says, sinful jealousy. So not the jealousy of God, but sinful jealousy, which we'll say is envy, is not jealousy for someone, but of someone. It says envy is wanting someone else's life. You see they have something better than you do, and instead of rejoicing in the good they have, you weep over the fact that you don't have it. I mean, it takes you over, right? You think about, man, if I just had what they have, if I could just figure out how to get what they've gotten, I'll be happier. I'll be more at peace. And guys, as much as this is a part of our culture today, this has always been a part of the culture of human beings. If I take you back to Genesis chapter 3, Genesis 1 and 2, you probably know are amazing stories of God's goodness, God's creativity, God's generosity. But then it it goes sideways in chapter 3. See, we had been living with God in this perfect, beautiful community that the scriptures call Shalom. I mean, Shalom's often translated as peace, but it's so much deeper. It's where we were like absolutely living into who we were and how we were created, and we were connected with our God. 
But then, in chapter 3, it's brought to our attention. We knew this already, but it's brought to our attention that God, he... um. He gets to eat. He, he gets to eat from this tree of good and evil, but we are not supposed to do that. See, God in his wisdom had said we weren't able to handle that, to deal with that, that that would not be a good thing for us, but we envied it. We, we thought that, man, God was in on something that we weren't, and we thought we, we can't actually be at peace if we aren't able to partake as well. And so Adam and Eve, they, they take the literal bait. They take the temptation and they eat from the tree, the fruit from the tree of good and evil. And it sends us down a path, folks, where even though um, they did that and they weren't at peace, in fact, the peace they had was now fractured and broken, we still seem to be tempted time and time again down roads of envy. Maybe this doesn't feel very hopeful today. So what I want to do now is maybe um, shift our focus to how the Bible, how God calls us into dealing with this envy. And at first, I promise, it, it kind of feels a little bit uncomfortable. But again, I promise that on the other end, it leads to that true peace. What does the Bible say? What do the Kellers even talk about in the reading? Well, we should confess it. We should admit it. We should talk about when we envy something, share it with God, write it down, get it out there on paper, get it out there in our prayers. Why? When it sits inside of us, it has a control. And we start to believe that that thing we envy, that thing we desire, man, that if we satisfy it, we will find peace. When in reality, that's not true. The scriptures say that um, it sits in darkness in us in the book of Ephesians, but it says if we, if we get it out into the light, God starts to do a work. And then God can start to redeem it. He can start to show us um, the truths that surround it. He can allow us to maybe even celebrate that other individual who, who has that thing that you envy. Now, when you hear me say that, maybe you think I'm crazy, but, um, but hear me out. See, when we confess what we envy, when we get it out there, when we speak it to God, what it often causes us to do is reflect on what we actually have. When it's not just sitting in our head, like going over and over and over like a hamster wheel, we say it out there, we speak it, I, I want that car, I want that relationship, we then have to get honest with what we do have. And for the Christian, for the person who follows God, this is where the good news comes in. Because, yeah, you may see that thing or that life that someone else has and, and you envy something. But do you realize what you have in Jesus? Do you, do you realize that um, what was fractured in Genesis chapter 3, that relationship with God, has now been renewed and restored in Christ? What you need to actually thrive as a human being, that God-shaped hole that often we try to fill with things other than God, even though they never satisfy, you have um, the remedy in Jesus. And you didn't have to earn it. You don't have to show him all the things you've accomplished in order to get him to pay attention to you or love you. In fact, when you offer him nothing, when you don't have anything to show him that you're worthy of him. 
He moves towards you in his grace, in his goodness, in his gentleness, in his kindness, his forgiveness, and it is yours. So yeah, that relationship that that other person has, it may look awesome. And that new car or that house or you name it, whatever comes to mind, it may seem um, thrilling, but it has nothing. It can give you no hope like Jesus. Let's pray. God, thank you. Thank you that we can admit to you that our hearts um, often have envy. And God, thank you that we can just, we can get really specific about the things that we are envious of and the people we are envious of. God, we know that you offer us forgiveness in that. We know that you don't reject us, that you don't walk away from us but that the good news for all of us today who trust in Jesus is that the gospel is here for us and everything we have and everything we need is in Christ. We thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks so much for allowing us to be a part of your day. Please be sure to subscribe and share. You can tune in tomorrow for fresh new content. And remember, no matter what happens, there is unlimited grace for us today because of who Jesus is and what he has done. For questions about service times and more, you can access all information about Mariner's Church by downloading the Mariner's app at your favorite app store, visiting the website at marinerschurch.org, or by finding us on Instagram, Instagram handle Mariner's Church. Till next time, have a great day.